hand, I might not. Reading from John chapter 16, verse 5 through to 15. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. But now I go away to him, we sent me, and none of you asked me, where are you going? But because I've said these things, your sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak in his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said he will take of mine and declare it to you. This morning, I want to speak about someone who probably over the last five or six years has become a very, very close friend to me. Up until that point, I knew about him and he was probably an acquaintance. But over the last five or six years, <laughs> he's become a very close friend. And what I want to talk about this morning is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you see, the Holy Spirit's got a great sense of humor. And at the moment, he's going to try to mess me up a little bit. But that's good because I don't want this just to be a teaching session. I want encounters. <laughs> okay. See, Holy Spirit is a person. And he's co-equal with the Father and the Lord Jesus. And he's got a great sense of humor, which is what you're seeing at the moment. Let me just share a little something. I remember when Alice was having a sozo in the early days, and uh, I said, Holy Spirit, can you just show Alison what you're like? And Alison got this picture in her mind. She was in a wheelbarrow, and the Holy Spirit was pushing the wheelbarrow, and he was running, and he was laughing. He's got a great sense of humor. See, some of you are far too religious. You're more religious than God. Honestly, you're more religious than God. God doesn't do religion. God does life. Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly, and that life comes through the Holy Spirit. And in recent weeks, we've been talking about Jesus in the house and having breakthroughs. Well, the only way we're going to have a breakthrough is if the Holy Spirit is going to be a helper and allowed to work in our lives in such a way we can break through into new areas in our life. Because we can do nothing of any value in the kingdom without him. <laughs> Father, I just lose your Holy Spirit in this place. Holy Spirit, just begin to, you just begin to touch some people here while I'm speaking. Have your way. You open your heart. Open your heart. There's a challenge for you. Don't be frightened of God. He'll only do you good. He'll only do you good. Just open your heart. You see, Jesus said to his disciples, it's to your advantage. Now imagine this. You're one of the 12 disciples. 
And Jesus said, it's to your advantage I am going away. How could that be? But it's true. Because that meant the Holy Spirit could be in every one of them. It wasn't just limited to be in one person at one place at one time. Therefore, it was to their advantage that Jesus went away. It's to our advantage that Jesus is in heaven today because the Holy Spirit can live in every one of our hearts. But it's not just in our hearts. It's upon us and it's alongside us. It's alongside me at the moment. You see, when I sometimes go around and introduce people to my friend, the Holy Spirit, he's like... <laughs> he's always at me. He's at a kind of 45-degree angle on my starboard bow for any sailors amongst us. This is where he normally is, slightly ahead of me on my starboard bow, okay? He's the senior partner, okay? Do you just stand up a minute? Just the following me there. I haven't done anything yet. Okay, Jackie, you come up a minute. Just come forward a little bit. Holy Spirit, this is Jackie. This is Jackie, Holy Spirit. Just bless her, Holy Spirit. Do it good. Do it good. Do it good. Do it good. I haven't touched them. I haven't touched them. She is a real person. He's not just an anointing. He's not just an impersonal force. He's a real person. And I know him. I know him. Chalky, you can sit down again. Just carry on enjoying yourself. See, Jesus said it's to your advantage. But he said a bit earlier in John's Gospel, you know, that he would give us another helper that word another means exactly the same as Jesus. In other words, this helper called the Holy Spirit will do exactly what Jesus would do if Jesus was here physically present today. You see, Jesus is now back in heaven, but he can be spiritually present in the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. That's what he's like. Would anyone here have a problem with Jesus? See, most people don't have a problem with Jesus. They know that if Jesus was here, they'd be loved and Jesus would bless them and take care of them. Sometimes the Father God, they're not so sure, and the Holy Spirit is just someone as a personal force, like a, a, some kind of spirit you get in a football match. What I want to tell you, he's not, he's God. See, it's like this. We've got the Trinity. We've got Father, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. Father's like the source for everything. Jesus paid the price for everything. Holy Spirit makes it real to us. That's the way the Trinity works. Father's the source. Jesus paid the price on the cross. Holy Spirit manifests it in our experience. He makes it real for us. That's what it is. See, Jesus is back at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Spirit is God on earth. He's God on earth. Father's in heaven on the throne. Jesus Christ is at his right hand. Holy Spirit is God on earth. So if you want God on earth, you need to get to know the Holy Spirit. He's God on earth. <laughs> He's like the contact person of the Trinity on planet earth. Excuse me, Holy Spirit, could you take me to the Father? Oh, certainly. He'll lead you to the Father and he'll lead you to the Lord Jesus, but you need to talk to him first. 
He is God on earth. He's the contact person of the Trinity on planet earth. <laughs> wow. He's also omnipotent, all-powerful. He's omniscient, all-knowing. And he's omnipresent. He's everywhere. See, Holy Spirit's here today. He's out there. He's absolutely everywhere. But his presence isn't manifest everywhere. Do you understand that? So, the Holy Spirit is out there down Abingdon Street today as much as he is in here, but he's not manifest down uh, Abingdon Street, but he's manifest in here. What happens in times of revival, it's the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. His presence is manifest. In other words, his presence is revealed to us, and we know that God is in our midst. We have an awareness and a consciousness of God. He manifests his presence. And that's all he did there. He manifested his presence. So he's everywhere, but his presence is manifest everywhere. Praise God. Actually, the Holy Spirit thinks he's God. Hmm? He actually thinks he's God. You know, he's not worrying about stuff. He's not biting his fingernails because he thinks he's God. He actually thinks he's the most powerful person in the universe. He knows he's the most powerful person in the universe. He knows absolutely nothing is hidden from his sight. He knows what's happening in the mind of the good guys and the bad guys. He knows it all. Nothing's hidden from his sight. She's not to be looked upon merely as an influence. The problem is, when we read the Bible, you know, it's the wind, the fire, you know, these different things. And it can uh, be difficult then to try and relate to him as a person. But if you think of Jesus, Jesus called a lion a lamb in a rock. You know, we don't have a, a, a struggle relating to Jesus as a person. So, and it's maybe the name Holy Spirit. It's not quite a, you know, it's not like Father and Son. We can relate to these kind of terms, human terms. But Holy Spirit's not quite the same as that. But nevertheless, he is a person. And he wants a relationship with everyone here today. The issue is, do you want a relationship with him? Are you sure about that? Well, that's three of his. <laughs> you see, it can be difficult because of the name, as I said. But here's a person. He's got a mind... In Romans, it talks about mind. He's got a will. He's got emotions. These are things a person has. Jesus, particularly in John's gospel, uses personal pronouns. He's called he or him. You use these when referring to a person, not to an object. He's a person. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. He can be insulted. He can be blasphemed, he can be lied to, he can be resisted, he can be quenched. All things you can do to a person. He's a person, not an object. Could you stand a minute, please? Could you just put your hands like this in the time-honored tradition? Could you just say, Holy Spirit, would you just begin to reveal yourself to me as a person now at this very minute? 
all these pages begin to reveal yourself. Begin to reveal yourself, Lord. Different ways to different people. May they know your presence. May they know your peace. May they know your love. May they know your reality, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to him. It may be the first time he's spoken to him. Say, Holy Spirit, I want to know you more. Tell him you'd like to build a relationship with him. Say, I acknowledge you as God on earth. Increase your presence, Holy Spirit. His presence is just increasing a little bit here. This is God. The sad thing of Christians, we don't know our God. If all we know is the book without the <laughs> without knowing God Himself is a problem. <laughs> okay, you can sit down. He's very colorful, the Holy Spirit. He's a God of diversity. You can never put him in a box. You can never be quite sure what he's going to do next. You see, he thinks he's God. He actually thinks he can do whatever he wants to do. You know, it's amazing. He's so gentle, yet he's the most powerful person in the universe. He's more powerful than an atomic bomb. More powerful than a nuclear bomb. Think of that. Think of that. And yet he lives inside us. Think of that. God in us. The one who is in us is greater than the one who is in the world. I've said before, the one who is, who is in us is greater than all the demons in the world put together. Because God lives in us. 
That's a big God. You know, Wigsworth used to say, I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside than I'm in the outside. So am I. I'm not that big on the outside. I'm bigger on the inside. Look. For those who didn't see that, look. See, I'm much bigger on the inside than I'm on the outside. We're all bigger on the inside because God's on the inside. So he's gentle, yet he's powerful. He's holy, and yet he's loving at the same time. He's holy, yet he's loving at the same time. It's a wonderful mixture in God. You see, Sometimes our holiness becomes a legalistic thing. Or our love becomes mushy, but when you put the holiness and love together, it's a wonderful mixture. It prevents us going to either of these extremes. Well, that's what Holy Spirit's like within us. He's holy, and yet he's loving. There's a sense of humor. Well, I told you that. You know, it talks about Jesus... Jesus wasn't religious. Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness above his fellows. Jesus had the oil of gladness. You know, sometimes some Christians have got the oil of vinegar, haven't they? Jesus had the oil of gladness. I believe he laughed and joked with his disciples. I believe they had a good time together. The disciples loved being in his company, not just because he was speaking truth all the time, because he was good to be around. I believe he had a sense of humor because he had the oil of gladness. Well, the Holy Spirit is the oil of gladness. And what some of us need to do is get rid of this kind of spirit of heaviness the Bible talks about and have the oil of gladness. That's what we need. Of all the people in the air, surely Christians should be glad people. Are you saved? Then you should be glad. If you're not saved, get saved. But let's be glad. Even if we're only glad for our salvation, at least we should be glad. And God's given us much more than our salvation. So we should recognize we've got an oil of gladness. And we need to carry that oil of gladness. And if it ever gets heavy, start to praise God that the oil of gladness comes back upon you. See, also the the Holy Spirit loves to fellowship with us. He wants to commune with us. He wants to partner with us. He wants to share his life with us. He wants us to share our lives with him. That's what the whole fellowship thing's about. A close association, a friendship, a communion. That's what he wants. You know, we talk about, you know, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. It shouldn't be just some religious ritual. That's supposed to be real. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Hey. (laughs) And we are co-workers with him. He's the senior partner. He's the boss. He's in charge. Yonggi Cho talks about the Holy Spirit being his senior partner. He's the one who's in charge. And a safeguard is this, that he will always point to the Lord Jesus Christ in the Word of God. That's a safeguard. The Holy Spirit will always point us. He'll always glorify Jesus. He'll always point us to the Word of God. So that's a safeguard for us. If you're getting pointed to some of the weird things, just back off that and come back to where you're getting pointed to Jesus and the Word. That's a place of safety. He's here to help us. 
talks about being a help. You know, he helps us to pray. He helps us to understand the Bible. He helps us to prophesy. He helps us to minister. He helps us to preach. But the key thing is he helps us to break into new things. We're talking about breakthrough. He is here to help us break through into new things. I want to break through into new things in my life. I don't want to be marking time and staying in the same place where I've been, you know, the last six months of this year. I've got places to go. And Holy Spirit is going to take me there and he's going to cause me to break through into new things that God has for me. And he's also going to cause me to break off some of the lies of the enemy that I'm believing because the greater one is in me. We've got to tap into this power source, brothers and sisters. We've got a power source at our disposal and we are not using it. We need to let him loose on the inside to protect our mind, to protect our heart, to protect our bodies. Remember, the most powerful person in the universe lives in us. We should be walking in victory, walking tall, asking him to help us and strengthen us and cause us to break through. Chase away the enemy. You know, it says in the Old Testament, one puts a thousand to flight, two puts ten thousand to flight. Well, you and the Holy Spirit's too. So put ten thousand to flight. <laughs> That's God's mathematics is good, isn't it? One puts a thousand, two ten thousand. I like that. You plus the Holy Spirit's two. Little old you and great big him. We need to know what we've got, who we've got. Holy Spirit is the presence of God. He's the river of God. He's revival. He is revival. Actually, our relationship with him and knowing him is more important than revival because he is revival. See, in revival, you know, whatever definition you use, whether it's a community saturated with God, an awareness of the presence with God, whatever it is, that is the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's what revival is. He's manifesting his presence amongst unbelievers as well as in the church. That's what he's doing. That river of God that's flowing from his throne today, that's the river of the presence of the Holy Spirit that is flowing in God's prophetic purposes and it's flowing into the sea of mankind, which is the unbelievers. That's the river of the Holy Spirit. So hopefully as a church we're in the river, is there a river flowing through us? Because there should also be a river flowing through us, the river of the Holy Spirit flowing through us. Sometimes one of the ways to get that river flowing is to pray in tongues. Just pray in tongues. I thought we spirit-filled Christians here baptized in the Holy Spirit. I think maybe we need to go back to square one here and teach the church about the baptism of the Spirit again here. We should be. Could we just stand a minute, please? Let's try that again.
Okay, you can sit down again. Thank you. If you weren't able to do that, please come and see us at the end. It's a gift, a free gift from God. Actually, I've just started kind of two weeks ago, or one week ago, whatever it is. I've just kind of started doing something new in this because about a year ago, maybe about a year ago, I started to pray more in tongues. And I'm getting an awful lot more revelation. In fact, I'm getting some, I'm writing down something nearly every day at the moment. God's showing me stuff. But what I've done now, instead of, I started off praying 15 minutes in the morning. I've kind of changed that now, just in the last kind of week or a couple of weeks. What I'm doing now, you know, it's, uh, you know, the Jews, they used to pray to God five times a day, nine, twelve, three, six, nine. It was just they took time out of the day to honor God. The Celts are a rhythm of prayer. They have certain times to honor God. But what I'm doing, just might, it might help you, it might not. I'm just at 9, 12, 3, 6, and 9. I'm just praying in tongues for five minutes. That's what I'm doing. It's good. Five minutes is easy. Fifteen minutes takes a bit longer. Five minutes is easy. So, roughly, I mean, it's not, not dead on. Sometimes it's not dead on 9. It's not a legalistic thing. I'm just trying to take set times out of the day to honor God and have a rhythm of prayer. That's all that I'm doing. And there's something happening to me. I'm getting bolder. I am. There's something happening. God's starting to show me even more stuff. I can't believe it. Even this morning before I came here, I was writing things down again that God's revealing to me. It's because I'm learning to move in the Holy Spirit more and more and more, and I'm tapping into the resources that I have by praying a language I don't understand, and I don't know what I'm talking about half the time. It's not good. <laughs> you probably think, Brian, we never know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's fine. I can take it. I can take it. I'll speak mysteries to God in the Spirit. That'll do me. Sometimes I ask for an interpretation, but let me encourage you, pray in tongues more every day. It's a gift. It's given to you for free. You know, I think one of the reasons God gave that gift was to bypass this. So we're praying out of a spirit man, not this. And I find this, I don't know what they pray about most of the time, never mind half the time, I don't know what they pray about, so I pray in tongues. Because when I pray in tongues, I'm praying according with God's perfect will. Isn't that good? I want God's perfect will in my life. When I'm praying, I want to be praying in line with God's perfect will. I want to hit the bullseye all the time. Well, when I pray in tongues, I'm hitting the bullseye. Praise God. And it strengthens you in here. It sets us free from lies we've been believing. See, we don't even know the lies in our life that we're believing that forms our behavior. We don't know what's inside us. But I believe when we pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit breaks these lies off and enables us to walk in the truth because he's the spirit of truth and he always leads us and guides us in truth. Or maybe you're struggling in an area of your life. Let me encourage you, stop praying in English about it, begin to pray in tongues about it, because you'll be praying in accordance with God's perfect will, and you might well discover, after a few days, you're set free, or God gives you a revelation of the lie you believe in and what the truth is. Because of the Holy Spirit. Brothers, we don't know who we've got. 
Never mind what we've got. Or sometimes we're reaching out here for help and strength. It's in here. He's in us. The greater one is in us. The powerful one is in us. Wow! Hmm. Well, the thing is, as we stay in the river as well, we bear fruit. Now, I want to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. And I want my fruit to be seen. So as I stay in God's river and that river flows in me, I'm going to bear fruit. And the other thing is, my leave is not going to wither. Now, I'm getting older. I don't know about you. Maybe you never go. I'm getting older. But my leaves are not going to wither because I'm in Psalm 1. I'm staying in the river. My leaves are going to be fresh and green. My hair might be gray, but my leaves are going to be fresh and green because I'm staying in the river. And God is going to prosper me in whatever I do because I'm in the river and I'm connected with him. He's my source. He's my source. So we need to get to know him as a person through our personal experience. See, you've got to spend time. You're going to get to know someone. You're going to have to spend time with them and talk to them. But don't do all the talking. Sometimes you've got to shut up and let them talk to you. It's the same with the Holy Spirit. You're just It's like we've got a relationship with Father and Jesus in heaven. We also need a relationship with Holy Spirit upon earth. Because he is God on earth. Now, we're not going to raise, and I've said this before, we're not going to suddenly exalt the Holy Spirit so he's away up here and Father and Jesus are down here. But no, what we need to do is Father and Jesus are here. Holy Spirit needs to come to that same level in our relationships. Now, within the Godhead, they've got different functions and different responsibilities. They're co-equal, but they've got different responsibilities. It's just like in a marriage, a husband and wife, they're co-equal, but they've got different responsibilities. Father's the boss, Jesus paid the price, Holy Spirit brings it about. So we just need to get to know him. He so wants to get to know us. Another thing we need to do is this. It's, you know, as we spend time in his presence, it makes us feel loved and accepted and valued. It does that. And every single person here, every single person out there needs to feel loved, accepted, and valued. Not just know the truth of it, that's important, but we need to feel loved, accepted, and valued. When we get into his presence, that's how we feel. And we should want to spend time with him because we want him and we want his presence. We just don't go into his presence so we come out with more power. Actually, that's one of the byproducts. We want to spend time with him and love him and get to know him. and get, and Well, he knows us inside out. We're going to say him to know us. But it's more us getting to know him. But when we do that, what happens is we actually come out with more power. That's what happens. We come out with more power. We don't do it for that reason. You see, when we know that we're loved, accepted, and valued by God, we are then better able to minister to others. So many people, Christians, they are ministering, trying to find love, acceptance, and value. 
They are trying to find that in their ministry instead of finding it in God and then the ministry coming out of that. That's the right way around. We minister out of that place of his presence. Because all ministries should come out of that place of intimacy with him. Spending time with him. Getting to know him. <laughs> Could we just stand again, please? sometimes because we live in this instant society we want God to do something instantly what I want us to do I want us just to be still before God for five whole minutes five whole minutes and just let the Holy Spirit minister to you is that okay Five whole minutes. Five minutes can seem like an eternity sometime when there's silence and no one's saying anything. But let's see if we can spend five whole minutes in the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's not much to ask to give to God, is it? Is that okay? Father, I just wish your Holy Spirit to you. Holy Spirit, will you just touch hearts? Awaken something within our hearts and spirits. God, that we have a desire to get to know you better, Holy Spirit. God on earth, as well as we know, Father, and in Jesus in heaven. In Jesus' name, thank you. You can talk to him. Tell him you want to know his presence. Tell him you love him. Just begin to build your relationship. after the five minutes I'm going to ask two or three people to come up and share if they said something to you or you experienced something or whatever I want to encourage the rest of us
and you need to ask him to help you feel loved, valued, accepted. Two or three people like to come up and just say what they felt, have, thought, whatever. Throughout this sermon, I've been literally attacked by the spider. It's been crawling all, uh, all over my body. Eventually, I've managed to squash it here, which is revolting. Um, but in, that, in a way, God was saying to me that no matter what the enemy throws at you, you know, he's always there. He will always protect you, no matter what you know, he is putting at you. So I just thought that as like a really important message mm. for us to take on board. Yeah. yeah, well, uh, it's that oil of gladness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's not just it's just Holy Spirit pouring out that oil of gladness over everyone. Here. So just thank you for that release of the oil of gladness, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Does anyone here need the oil of gladness? Well, come forward. I felt an amazing sense of the Holy Spirit holding my hand and uh, and just leading me just along a path where there was wind in my hair and he was just saying things to me that I, I hadn't heard before uh, things that you know, were affirming and encouraging and strengthening and truths that um, I, I, I knew but I, I hadn't known in that way mm-hmm. so I just thank God for that just yeah. his amazing love the Holy Spirit mm. just loves to tell us the truth yeah, good I just, I just saw a hand, and there was a cat, and that hand was stroking the cat, and uh, and as it was stroking the cat, I, it was stroking the cat the wrong way, the cat was facing that way, and the hand was stroking this way, and the cat changed the position, and it's like God was saying, I am flowing. I am flowing this way. You need to reposition yourself to enjoy that oil of gladness so that if you, you, you allow me to flow through the direction that I'm going to, you will then begin to realize the release of my power, of my love. Good. Good. Okay. What we're going to do then, we give an opportunity for those that want to flow with the Holy Spirit in his river, you want to get to know him better, you need to come to the front. You're going to take a step forward in faith. If you don't want to, that's absolutely fine. Maybe it's not your time. It doesn't matter. But what we're talking about is to develop a relationship with him. 
in a deeper level, in a deeper way than we've ever known before. Because we need to get involved in God's, in God's revival purposes. But if we're going to break through into new things, there's no way we can do it without him. We, we're just men and women, boys and girls. There's no way that we can break through into new levels without developing a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit. He's the only one. He's the only one that can help us to break through. He is the breakthrough. He is the breakthrough anointing. That's who he is. He's the most powerful person in the universe. That's who he is. But also he's lots of fun. He's lots of fun. He's lots of fun. And I'm sorry I stopped myself coming, but I think why I'm here is because of the Holy Spirit. He pushed me. I was, <laughs> I just stopped. I know, no, no, let it go. But no, I couldn't stop. Uh, it didn't take five minutes. It took a minute probably for Holy Spirit to speak to me. And he said, I am the encourager and initiator in you. Things he makes possible, which seems uh, impossible. It is him. That's what I said. Yes, I'm accepted. Why? And how he does it in my life is, he says, yes, when you are down, when you're low, I'm the one to encourage you. I'm the one to overcome things. Yes, and that's how he is. And I stopped, but now I couldn't. Yes. It's good. Just an encouragement, really. I, I, um, I've always known the Holy Spirit as a, an exciting, you know, an adventure. But this morning, what uh, uh, the Holy Spirit was actually saying was, "Yeah, that's good, but I'm actually giving you a sword. There's more, because when you go on this adventure, you need a sword to discern and sort out what is good and what is bad in particular situations." And I, I think the challenge is, I'm, I'm going to be standing down there. The challenge is that, you know, I've been around a bit, and there's a sense of enjoy the Holy Spirit, but I know that I've been challenged this morning, and I need to get closer in that relationship. So I'm actually wielding a sword so that we can do business. It's great having, I don't know if you ever read The Shack, I, oh, that was incredibly important to me because these, these dancing lights and the person here and adventure and good for him, just like the wheelbarrow. I've always had that sense of Holy Spirit being like that, you know, it's been great. But this morning, he actually said, now take my sword so you can actually do the business on the adventure. Because part of it is warfare. Revival is the greatest advance of the kingdom of God. We're not going to advance without him. Holy Spirit did speak to me. I didn't want to say anything, but I feel like I need to. I saw the Holy Spirit like he showed himself as like fireworks in the sky. And he said that the more that we go into that river with him, the more and more we see the fireworks that are so colourful and bright that will actually lighten our lives and change our lives so we can change others within this community and further afield. As a young kid, I had a uh, nightmare about um, a couple of robbers coming into my house and taking me away in a wheelbarrow. And so I feel that Holy Spirit has been saying that don't let the bad people take you away. Let God carry you away in that wheelbarrow. Father, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, we honour you. 
And Lord, I just pray for grace to flow and enable all of us to pick up a deeper walk with you, Holy Spirit. We get to know you as God on earth. We get to know that you're like Jesus. We get to know you as a person. But we also get to know you as the helper, the one who helps us to overcome, the one who helps us to break through into new dimensions, the one who helps us break through from the lies of the enemy, and the one who helps us be a blessing and who ministers to others. So Holy Spirit, we just loose you in this place now. Just minister and bless your people. And may something be deposited in our hearts today, Lord, that changes us from the inside out, that is long term. Lord, this is not for a quick Sunday fix. This is part of what you're saying about your revival purposes for our town and for our nation. So have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way in Jesus' name. Thank you.